What up, what up? This is The Moon's a Triangle. I'm your host, Wes Landis. Now, on today's big podcast, I have a very outgoing fellow podcaster that hits the streets in San Francisco. He captures authentic moments from ordinary people. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Harder. Now, Nick Harder is the host of the Out of Trouble podcast. You can get that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Now, I'll have half of his episode at the end. They're about 10 to 12 minutes long, so you can check that out. At the very, very end, I'll have a jam that I did with my friends, with my old bandmates. We did this jam at my friend's studio. I thought it was super cool. I was kind of sitting on it. It was on my phone. I recorded it. You know, I was like, I might as well put it out. So it was me on the bass, my friend on the drums, and uh, my, my ex-bandmate basically singing. So check that out at the very end. And ladies and gentlemen, this is The Moods of Triangle. Uh, where were we? Where am I? Yeah, where was so I from? I, is that, is yeah, so I wanted to ask you, uh, where are you from yeah, and man. where are you at now? So I'm like where I was um, born or like grew up yeah. or like... Okay, yeah, so I grew up in Davis, California, actually, which a lot of people know for the university that's there. It's kind of an ag town uh, right outside the state capitol. Cool. cool. And, um, and then um, I went to college in San Francisco at University of San Francisco. Nice. Jesuit school, really not that religious at all, though, uh. which was nice. Um, I mean, it's in, like, the middle of San Francisco, so how religious could you poss- possibly be? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. But... But yeah, and then and then I, I I moved in my own place my sophomore year in the Richmond neighborhood, which is right above Golden Gate Park. It's kind of like oh, sandwiched nice. between, yeah, Golden Gate Park and the Golden Gate Bridge. And I've been there for um, almost actually no, I've been there for eight years now. Oh, right on, nice. So you live on yeah. your own? Yeah, I do not live on my own. My own? No, I got four roommates because oh. I live in the most expensive city in the world. Yeah, but, right on. Me too. Yeah. I I live I live with roommates <laughs> nice. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it is it is fine. Yeah, <laughs> I actually really, you know, I've, I'm so used to it. It's been my whole adult life in those kinds of living situations. So, yeah, yeah, I actually enjoy it. I I, I have roommates, but I have some privacy with where I'm at, and it's nice that yeah. I'm able to just kind of like have my privacy, but go hang out with roommates if I wanted to. Yeah, I'm not talking to you in your blanket closet, which is nice. Like I see some people. They really have to like soundproof their rooms because they're in like a really loud environment. I thankfully don't have to deal with that either. I don't need to like make some crazy, you know, blanket box to put my microphone in to talk or anything like that, which is good. Yeah, I got kind of lucky with the room. I'm in like the really back room too because like Whittier has all these like back houses and and stuff like that. So I'm like in the really back of uh, the house. So it's kind of nice. I'm I'm kind of away from everyone, which is kind of chill. Yeah. Cool. So, cool. Nick, you have your own podcast, Out of Trouble, uh, which I, do, yeah. I thought that was super interesting. I was listening to a lot. Of, I was listening to like three episodes this morning, and I just cool. I finished that beach one with the boys and the girls, and that <laughs> yeah, one yeah, was yeah. a trip. That one was so because the <laughs> girls were so nice. The girls were like probably like this guy, but let's talk to him, and it, and then it ended up being like a really nice conversation. And then the the yeah. guy, and then you get to the dudes. And how old were they? They were high school seniors, so they were like oh, eighteen, high school, seventeen, yeah. eighteen, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sound, it bros. sounded like it. Yeah, it sounded just like Whenever it. Whenever we get a chance, we're drinking with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were great, man. Yeah, they were, they were so yeah, funny. Yeah, they were funny for sure, for sure. Yeah, and it, you know yeah. when I 
when I was walking up to them, I, they're like clearly hammered. They got like their mostly empty jug of Smirnoff or whatever it was. And I'm walking up to them with a microphone and like, I don't know these people, right? And people generally respond, uh, they either ignore me or respond positively to the microphone, but still it was like a bunch of drunk boys. I'm about to be like, Hey, can I interview you about like being a big group of people on the beach during Corona? I don't know how they're going to respond to me. And there was a moment right before I came up to them where I was like, this could be a really bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they were unbelievably down. Yeah, they as, were down. As you've heard. You I, yeah, I heard it. They're yeah, like, they were really they're down. getting in the circle. They were sitting down. It's like they, it's like you yeah. had something to say or you were giving them a platform. I think they probably noticed, yeah. they probably noticed you were giving them a platform. And they're drunk, so they're yeah. just like, let let me uh, express what I think right now. And people who don't, you know, know the world of podcasting very much, uh, they see me with my microphone, and it's almost like they don't know how big of an audience I have. And I feel like most people assume that my audience is very large and kind of act accordingly. I'm very used to being around microphones, so I think I'm, like, decent at just being myself and being kind of whatever about it. Yeah. Um, but... It's funny how people respond when they think they have a big audience. Yeah, and I, know. I totally think that's why why they were so down. Is yeah, because they were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna be on this guy's show, internet famous, woo!" You know, mm -hmm. like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely, I definitely caught mm -hmm. on to that a little bit. But they they yeah. seem pretty cool, and that that's kind of interesting. So Nick does his podcast how he basically has his microphone like on the go in the streets, yeah. just just talking to people, right? And you're just like interviewing them. Yeah. So that's, yeah, so I've that's done interesting. A I've done a lot. I've done hundreds of street interviews at this point. Um, I think about the guy All Gas No Breaks a lot um, when, when I talk about street <laughs> interviews, only because that dude's got millions of hits. And every time I love him, he's so great. His thing is he just kind of like, uh, he, he interviews a lot of drunk people on the streets. He'll go to, um, you know, that street where they all party in New Orleans or like on, on a beach on Fourth of July or something like that. Yeah, and um, he'll, he'll just like stick microphones in front of people yes. and let him let him go off about whatever you know. And I'm, I always see him, and I'm just like, I could do that. Hey, you're making money. I could do that. <laughs> yeah, but I'll get there, <laughs> dude. I love, I love. Has anyone done that with a podcast? Is that what that is? Um, no, he does. He's a YouTuber. Oh, uh, and I think he's gonna have. I think he's either going to have his own TV show or like YouTube's paying uh, him now or something. Nice. But. He, yeah, he just got sponsorship All gas, or no his own TV deal or something. That sounds cool. Yeah, he's he's really cool. He's really cool, and I definitely I really I like relate. I see him early to him. He kind of remind but, me. Um, it kind of reminds me of like Billy on the Street a little bit, but with like podcasting. Uh, have you ever sure. have you ever had the know. idea of like you know Billy on the Street? Ever heard of that? The mm -mm. comedian. Mm -mm. All right, so it's basically it's the same it's the same concept of of what you do, but with mm -hmm. a camera with a camera guy, and he has the microphone and everything. And he tends, he yeah. just, he runs up to them and basically says the most absurd thing he can get out within like four to five seconds and gets them to respond uh -huh. like super quick. So he'll say like, Michelle Obama's pregnant and then it's not Barack Obama's baby. What do you think about that? And then, <laughs> and then it would just stop them right there in their tracks. It's and, like dot, 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 dot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he would be yeah, like, you suck fine. if they didn't answer. And then he would just leave. Oh no. <laughs> So no, I don't, I don't think I don't think I would do that. But I have well, I have kind of like I have kind of like played people a little bit before. Like I I did a lot I did um, I did a lot of street interviews for my last podcast project, and one of the episodes was about small talk, and so I would like ask people if they wanted to talk chat with me a little bit for like ten minutes about small talk, and then I'd be like, oh cool, what's your name? Okay, cool. Uh, what do you do? 
and that would be my opening question. And I, it was funny because people would like they'd roll their eyes at me, and or or not really roll their eyes, but I could see like they, they'd just kind of shift and then you know give their um, robotic response that you know you tell people, and they're like, oh, what do you do? And and then I'd be like, have you noticed how that's like everyone's go-to question when they try to start small talk? And it'd be kind, mm, yeah. And then yeah. that would, and then I would see them visibly like loosen up and be like, oh, okay, it's not going to be that type of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you know? How funny. So what but, um, what got you into podcasting? Um, so I was an English major and I was working at a bar and I think I, no, I'd, I was graduated already actually for almost a year, but I was doing a lot of writing and stuff and like really into storytelling and all that. And then I met someone at the restaurant bar I was working at and she worked at a local NPR station and we were chatting about podcasts and I was telling her about some of my favorites like Love and Radio and, um. Snap Judgment and all the bigger NPR ones and some not NPR ones. And um, and she suggested I apply to this program. And so I was like, I just never even thought about it, but I really liked listening to podcasts and I grew up listening to NPR. It's like, wow, oh, yeah, cool. Like, why not? And if I got in, they'd train me for like nine months. All right, cool. Yeah. And um, I am. Um, I applied and I made the story with a flash drive that doubled as a voice recorder. It was the most like lo-fi thing ever. And I, I, I interviewed some of my friends from my hometown for it and I would record them by putting this like lo-fi flash drive recorder on my computer and then calling them from my computer. And it was so bad, man. Like the story was all right, but it was so bad. It was like so but low But the hustle, quality. the hustle's there. The hustle, the hustle the hustle's there. there. And I, I got a little bit of the flavor for interviewing people, and then um, I didn't get into the program, but I, I, yeah. I, I started um, hitting the streets and interviewing people, and I, I kind of wanted to make stories like what I'd heard growing up, like stuff kind of like This American Life, you know? And yeah. actually, my first breakthrough moment with podcasting was um, when I was working on that first story that I ended up getting rejected for. Um, I showed a version of it to my girlfriend at the time. And she was like, oh, this is cool, but, like, where's the narrator, though? Because I had just strung together a bunch of clips, and I was trying to make a story out of it. And she's like, that's cool, but, like, where are you? And I was like, oh, yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. There's narrators in radio stories. Yeah. And, that, and then, um, anyway, and then I started hitting the streets and doing uh, interviews for different topics, like earthquakes. And, like, like I said, like, small talk. I did one about, like, psychedelics and stuff. Mm -hmm. And honestly, dude, I just got addicted to... Um, the entire process. And I, yes. to this day, get pretty nervous. Here, hold on. It got kind of dark in here. I'm going to turn on my light. But to, to this day, to this day, I get nervous before I give an interview. Yeah. But um, the that was always the worst part for me in the sense that, like, I really didn't enjoy going out and approaching strangers on the street or, like, meeting strangers you know, in their offices or homes and stuff. I did enjoy it, but it was really like terrifying. You know, I, I definitely used to call myself like an introvert and like what I enjoyed was the darkroom aspect of it. Like the editing and the putting things together, like you can hear on my show yeah. and stuff. Like I do, I do a lot of like, you don't realize how daunting it is. Yeah. But that was, I like totally sunk my teeth into that. And mm. that was even the, my very first episode that I did had a lot of editing yeah. And uh, yeah. that was that was the fun part for me, you know, and um, and but yeah, doing the interviews was also like 
still like a rush, man. I like it so much now. <laughs> and it's still the same thing. I actually went out uh, the other night to do a 4 a.m. street interview. I was nice. kind of like a goal of, the, goal where of was mine. This? Was, this was right outside my house. Uh, and I actually walked outside my house at 4 in the I made myself go out there because I was like, you're up this late. You told yourself you wanted to do this. You've been putting it off. Like, just go do it. And I stepped outside, and I'm like, I say into the recorder, I'm like, you're giving, I'm giving myself permission to give up. I'm not going more than a block away from my house. And that was nerve, one of the more nerve-wracking asks that I've done, because I'm approaching these strangers. The first two were women, too, on top of it. And, and women are always a little bit more wary um, being at, when I ask for interviews, because I'm, I'm a man, right. and it's just a thing, you know? And at 4 a.m. Um, with a microphone is so much worse, you know, so <laughs> I got brushed off really hard by the first couple people who just right. like didn't even look at me, not listening. They're just like, what is this crazy person doing trying to talk to me at four in the morning, you know? Right. And um, I, I after like 45 minutes, I did eventually this guy was going to work and he brushed me off really hard at first. And then he went and got his car and he saw me standing on the corner with my recorder at like 4.45 in the morning. <laughs> and I, I think he like didn't realize that I was seriously just out there trying to just He's like actually do a couple what words. Doing. Yeah. Yeah. And so he whips his car around, and starts driving right at me. And I was like, oh, shit, am I about to die right now? And then he pulled up right next to me and rolled down his window and was like, all right, man. All right. Like, come, come out here. All right. Come out here. And I interviewed him through his window. And, and I had a, <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> We didn't talk about anything, man. It was so funny. It's like I finally get someone. I'm just like, so, 4 a.m., what's it like? So Duncan or, Duncan or Winchell's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it wasn't, the point wasn't the question. The point was just like, well, it's late. There's no one else out here. How are you doing, man? What is, are you doing Is right that now? your objective? Like, you want to catch them in their, in their moment, what they're like at that moment. Or do you try not to sway mm -hmm. it anyway with like questions? You just try to just be like, what's happening? Um, you know, I definitely had a small list of questions that I had memorized. But in terms of like with that specific interview, my goal was to just catch them in the moment. Because what is someone doing at four in the morning? If you're awake, well, what I discovered is that if you're awake at four in the morning on the street, you're going to work. Mm. You're either at work, you're a garbage man, or you're going to work. And it like makes for good content. I, what do you mean? It makes for good content just to listen to. Because when you're yeah. listening, you could just hear, like, the angst sometimes. And you could just hear the energy between the people. Especially in your podcast, because mm -hmm. you're talking to, like, yeah. uh, kind of strangers. It makes, yeah. it makes for, and, it's interesting. And you notice it with the, the girls in the Boys and Girls episode, too, where you said that they're, like, a little bit like, oh, okay, what is this guy? But, like, okay, we'll talk to him, you know? And it was also, I think I narrated that and gave, gave that um, perspective in my narration as well. But, yeah, but yeah I mean, I, 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 I love that about street interviews in particular, I guess, is there's a lot of subtext where it's like I set up the situation. I'm like, okay, I'm approaching these people on the beach. Um, you know, they're all drinking and then you get a little bit of the context and then the whole interaction, like, I don't have to say like, oh, these boys I'm talking to are mad juiced off this microphone and they're just like, I don't know. Yeah. It's all uh, there. Yeah, it's all there. You just hear it. And the, so that's, that's cool. But, um, what I want to say about the 4am thing is I actually had another breakthrough moment, I think, 
where, where after I talked with that guy in his car, I was like, dang, I think it's finally more fun than it is terrifying to, to do this, which like the terrifying part of it, it's like riding a roller coaster, you know, it's like a bit of an adrenaline rush. And um, I wonder, I, I don't think that I'm going to be as nervous next time I ask for street interviews. I've, I feel like I'm just going to think back to like, you remember when you walked up to people at four in the morning, like on their way to work and tried to talk to them? Like, this is nothing compared to that. You're fine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I might've finally crossed the hump there. I don't know. Nice. You know, we'll see. it's, it's really interesting in the beginning in your podcast, for those of you listening, Nick's like podcaster, like 10 minutes long, maybe 12 minutes. Mm -hmm. And they'll yeah. have a bunch of like, just noise, like, if like it would be just like a putting down something or just like a ruffle or just kind of something you'd hear like normally. Waves breaking. Yeah. Yeah. But you hear it. Yeah. And this it's a really good recording. And I how do you mm -hmm. what mic are you are you you seems like your recordings are just so clean. How do you get them mm -hmm. so clean? I um I have a couple different microphones. And I use some sound effects and mostly like I just always have my ear open for sounds. You know, I, I'm recording things like every day, probably. And when I'm out and about, um, whether I'm like talking with friends with the recorder on or with people I don't know, I'm always making sure that if there's some cool sounds around, I, I, I try and get those um, even and or like ambiance, you know, like being on the beach, like I was saying, like waves breaking and stuff. Do you, do you carry your um, I, microphone with you everywhere? I do now, yeah. And that's been new with this project because while I was doing more formal interviews in the past with other like podcasts and I've done, um, now I'm more just kind of trying to record my life in different ways and like more like real interactions that I have with people that I know and my friends and stuff. So I always have a recorder with me now, and it's been it's been interesting transitioning from only recording in these set spaces of like setting up interviews to kind of like and my friends are getting more and more used to this but now I'm just liable to like bust out the recorder whenever and I, I make sure that I have a reason when I do it because I don't like to bust it out aimlessly and right both because I don't want to have all this tape that's like aimless that I then have to sort through later mm -hmm. and also um I feel like it's helpful for other people, even if they don't think about it this way for like, I want my, my friends or the people I'm with to know, like, I'm not just trying to record you to like capture you in some way. Like I'm actually recording you for this reason. So like, I've, I've, I've been working on, um, some episodes about actually more informative than some of the ones that I've done than really any of the ones I've done so far, but about just like media during Corona, I have a friend who's getting into QAnon and another friend who's just like, we got into this disagreement about the origins of coronavirus and stuff hmm. but um ah shit sorry i totally lost my my train of thought there no worries what what was i saying well <clears throat> i think I'm a, I'm a no worries you were you were mentioning your friend worked at QAnon and that uh, you kind of had a disagreement right. about um, right yeah so yeah yeah so thank you so huh? so when i i'll pull out the recorder and i'll, I'll tell who i'm with like I'm working on this episode or story right now about like media during Corona. That's why I pulled this out, you know, 
Right. And I feel like for me, it helps keep it focused. So I'm not just recording all the time. And I think even when people don't, like, no one's like, oh, thanks for letting me know. Right. But I still think it's good for other people to know that I'm not just trying to kind of like capture them somehow. I'm actually doing it for a reason. And, yeah. And, yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, I'm actually running into this issue. Like, I was like, all right, I'm going to start a podcast. Boom. I put it, I put it out there. And then I'm asking my friends to record and I'm like, can you just do an episode with me? Um, your followers will become my followers kind of thing. And we could just build this. And yeah. a lot of them weren't comfortable with just being interviewed. A lot of them weren't, weren't comfortable with me coming over with a microphone or them coming over and just diving deep into them. And it made me realize like, Oh wow. Like I am actually asking a lot of these people like to come give me their information for me to publish it me to like get mm -hmm. all in there edited it and everyone to listen to so i i didn't realize i thought people were like me where they were just open to doing podcasts and being interviewed all the time all right but yeah it's not the case <laughs> yeah no one yeah. not everyone yeah. wants to be interviewed well when you when you ask them were you like hey we can talk about whatever you want or were you kind of like this is what i want to talk with you about i said free form conversation yeah just whatever you want to talk about People, well, if I, I have that, a guest, if I have a guest on, I try and have questions ready. Yeah, yeah, which is good. I think I think that actually, um, yeah, maybe you'll have better luck if you like are like, hey, if you find a friend who's like really into something, be like, I want to talk to you about that. Because I, I I've hmm. found that when I ask people like, I want to talk to you about the thing that you're into or the something somehow that's like relevant in your yeah. life right now, people are way more because then they're like oh, you're asking me to, like, be helpful and, and share my knowledge or myself or whatever. Yeah. It reminds, me of, it reminds me of Reddit, actually. But people are so... It's funny how, how badly people want to, like... Ooh, jeez, that was loud. Sorry. It's funny how, how bad people want to be, like, um, want to be helpful, you know? Yeah. It's cool. It's a good thing about people. And it's you know? an intimate medium. So... It is. There's something yeah. about putting a microphone in front of someone's face and they just... Their guts open up. Yeah. Yeah, and especially like you know, we ju we just met and we get to have like it's like I, w I would not regularly be having a conversation with someone who's lives hundreds of miles away from me otherwise, you know. So yeah. I'm super grateful to the connections that it's helped me make make for sure. Yeah, for sure. And um, and uh, just like yeah, moments I've had. Um, it's funny. I was talking with my my friend Carla the other day, who who also appears occasionally on the on the podcast, and um. She's she's the type of person where she's uh like really picky about people, you know? Like friends and who she dates and just who she surrounds herself with. Sure. Super picky. Sure. And 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 she's friends with me, which makes me feel kind of good, you know, or you get that feeling it's like, "Oh, you don't like anyone else, but you like me," you know? But it's mm. also cuz like I I've, I've just known her for forever. We dated in high school and like I'm just like a really long time friend of hers, so she values mm. me for that, you know. But she was talking about how like with a lot of people, it's hard to peel back their layers. Like, and some people, there's just not a lot of layers to peel back, you know? And she's asking me about it, and she's just like, what, what do you think? Like, you would agree, right? Like, there's some people where you just, like, it's just hard to peel the layers back, or maybe there's just not a lot there to peel back. Mm. And it, I was talking with her, and, you know, that's just who Carla is, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, she's, she's, she's benefited a lot from curating who's around her sure you know but it's it's such a fundamental difference i think between us where i'm like 
of course that I think that everyone has layers to peel back, Carla. Like, that's, like, almost kind of at the essence of what I do, you know? And I also, like, I say yes to everyone, uh, you I know? See. And, like, I'll, I will, I'll talk to anyone. I'll, you know, if, if, if someone approaches me and reaches out to me in some way, I will most likely say yes to them, unless I can't for some reason, you know, or unless I'm not who they're looking for. And, um... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how we got on this, but it was, it was just interesting talking with her and being like, that is a fundamental difference between you and I, isn't it? Where I would not even question that the idea that everyone has like layers to peel back and stuff. You um, know, everyone, yeah. everyone is super complicated. I feel like everyone yeah. has. It just depends on how thick a layer it is that you need to peel back. Sometimes they don't even yeah. realize how layered up they are. Sometimes yeah, it takes and- a while. And I think that might be more what she meant, too, was that just, like, some people, it's really hard to get, like, under that layer. But at the same time, you know. It could. You can, and, and I, get, I get a lot of appreciation for when I talk to strangers, um, I think, because, like, you know, I ask questions, and I try to pull back those layers a little bit, and, uh, yeah. yeah, you got to do the work and stuff. Yeah. But, so... Um, I noticed that at the beginning of your podcast, you usually say it's a for after 10 p.m. podcast. Yeah. What, do you, what do you mean yeah, by yeah. that? So when I was first making it, um, it was like a month or two into the coronavirus crisis. And I was like drinking more and smoking more, as many of us were, to yeah. just like cope with things. I'd lost my job and was just cooped up mm-hmm. inside all, all the time. So... um. And usually, you know, at night, I'll, like, get a little high, I'll listen to some podcasts, I'll watch t- some TV or oh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but I had a few too many days in a row of, like, uh, after 10 p.m. <laughs> like, I'd smoke weed, and I would just, like, spin. I'd just sit there and, like, think about things. Like, wasn't able to do anything, you know? And, and like, making podcasts is, like, obviously something I'm really po- passionate about. It's one of the few things that... Uh, I can work on in moments like that, or it might like kind of pull me out of it a little bit. Like, okay, I can't, I can't listen to podcasts, can't even watch TV. But if I have something really exciting to work on, like, I, can, I you know, at, at least I can do that, and at least I won't be sitting around spinning, you know. So it kind of came from that, where I just, I was r- out of work for all my other podcast stuff I was doing because I had too much time on my hands. I just needed something else, and now it's become kind of my main thing, and I don't always work on it after 10 p.m. But I kind of hope that um, it can kind of like also be something that kind of snaps people out of it a little bit because that that's really what it does for me. It's like a little, it's kind of like a late night debriefer. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and you don't have to listen to it late at night. And I, am, I think I am going to change the the subtitle to a pattern interrupting podcast, which is basically that same concept of like if if something really like surprising happens or different. It can kind of like snap you out of like whatever mindset mm-hmm. you're in, like give you a chance to like go a different way. And what exactly? So that's pattern interruption, and is that you base yeah, your podcast yeah. off that? I like yeah, and I think both in in the um like the topics that I cover and the way that it's edited, um, I do a lot of like hard cuts, so very sudden cuts from one clip of audio to the next, yeah. which is not necessarily like nice sounding. But it's definitely intentional. And I, I try mm-hmm. not to make them too rough, which is totally a subjective thing. But that, that's part of that, too. So from like I, the I way that it's edited. 
Yeah, and then also like the subject matter, you know, and and I'm I think that so I have like a few more episodes left in like this quote season, and the next season I'm gonna. Um, I mean, I hope the subject matter was kind of surprising in this in this first season too. But I'm it's gonna get probably a little bit more intimate, and I'm gonna do more stories like about my life and stuff. And um, I want it to be surprising in that way too. Like, dude, so I I went out with uh, I went out with this woman for like a month. Right, and I, I made an episode called NRE. Uh, it was kind of about her, and talked to my friends about just like really, really crushing on someone, you know. And then I was really into her, like really falling for her, you know. And then we broke up. Like we got into our first fight, and we broke up um, like a month later. But um, that last conversation, I didn't know we were gonna break up. But I had asked her if I could record because I was just recording a lot of stuff and like. I'd recorded some conversations we had, mm-hmm. and dude, I recorded the, I recorded us breaking up. I like recorded that talk. Whoa! And I'm not gonna. Yeah, is it on right? the podcast? And not no, not yet. But I'm I'm not oh. gonna use too much of it, honestly, because it's so like, I we're we're we'll probably still be friends. We work together. We worked together and stuff. So I don't want to like. I don't want to share too much from it. You know what I mean. I want to be careful with it. Dude, put it on blast, bro. I am going to share it. Put it on blast. <laughs> just <laughs> dude, the whole dude, thing. Put it on blast, man. Well, I was thinking that, you know, I would I would just use some clips, but, you know, like maybe for a donation, I'll send you the whole thing or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, some prom- for a promotion. Promotional yeah, uh, exactly. techniques. Yeah, for sure. But not, not, that, not, speci- I don't really want to go through breakups all the time, but like those are the kind of moments that I would love to capture more of. That'd it's be, ter- just like, man, that'd be when, terrible when, going through breakups all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be also a little bit psychotic if I was doing it to uh, get it on tape. <laughs> but, yeah. But, but you know, um, <laughs> did you like, say, out, like, wait, hold on, let me film yeah. this? Like, no, well, it started the conversation. And w- before we even started, it was like, hey, is it cool? Is it cool if I record this? And I was surprised when she said yes, but. Um, wow. you know, she said yes. I didn't know that it was gonna go that way either. Um, wow. Yeah, That's we just didn't did not argue very well. But huh. but yeah, and so now I'm out on the East Coast. I'm visiting family, and I'm trying to record moments like Shoot. like when I see them for see my cousins for the first time in like almost ten years. I'm I record that. Um, I recorded a little bit last night because we were swapping family secrets and stuff. Yeah. So it's like it's like yeah, it's like stuff like that that I'd really like to get more of. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, yeah. um I noticed that you like to do like all kinds of different things with your podcast. What what's an audio portrait? An audio portrait is um I did so with my older project, I I did a few episodes that were just like deep dives about one person or what what and what they were doing so there was like joaquin who was like a professional recycler and this like old crotchety guy who uh like kind of soup nazi-esque uh character who runs my local bike shop who i like debated civil war politics with yeah and uh and then one of my favorites um i went around i went, went around with this woman dina and she like toured me through a couple cemeteries which is like her favorite place to hang out and we just like talked about death and walked around cemeteries. That was really cool. But yeah, yeah, just so like, it's like um, an, so it's like a audio profile of someone, kinda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know if I'm gonna do those those so much without a trouble. 
but I kind of started doing more of these like street interviews and then I would interview an expert and kind of mix them. And then my first podcast project was really like a sandbox. Um, and then I moved more towards doing what I really wanted to do, which was more stories like really like about people and stuff. And was that um, the 38 and, and, podcast that you had? Yeah. And yeah. And now, now I'm kind of doing stories like, um, this might sound, I hope this doesn't sound conceited, but now I'm kind of like, it's like I'm turning the lens inward a little bit more. And now, like, I'm definitely the main character in my own story, you know, instead of doing stories about other people. Yeah, I kind of am telling more stories from my life. But, like, the, the episodes that are out now, um, some of them are pretty personal and mm-hmm. from my life, and others are, others, others less so. Like, the boys and girls is more just like, about the times that we're yeah. in a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's yeah. hard to. It's hard to like, not steer into politics right now. It's damn near impossible, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and my and you know my family over here, like my cousins and my aunt and uncle, they're all Trump supporters and stuff. I'm not. Whew. And uh, and we actually still get along, and it's great. But yeah, um, yeah. There's a certain level of weirdness there. I tell you what, I've never been asked so many questions about my tattoos. I tell you that that is that was really funny. It's also the first time they've seen them, but yeah, is it like some crazy really tattoo that, that they've? I mean, kind they? of. I got this like kind of scary looking cat on my arm. Oh, I and see. And they're pretty not. Yeah, they're pretty like confused about that one, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and they're just asking me all these questions. And, and I told my cousins, it was mostly their parents actually, but I told my cousins after we left the house last night to um, go drink Trulies and and look at the moon, which was cool. Um, mm. I was like, I've never been asked so many questions about my tattoos. Wow. <laughs> Goddamn. That's funny. It was an exercise. They're peeling. Yeah, and, and they're peeling those layers. Yeah, man, that's what they're doing. I've never had that one peeled back. I just no one asked. You're like, you know? shit. What does this mean? What are they about? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're not. They're not super deep tattoos in a way. They do have meaning to me, and they have stories behind them. But I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get them to be like because they're like the most super meaningful things to me, I guess, which mm. some people might hate on, but I, I, you know, I'm pretty okay with it. <laughs> so this is kind of a side yeah. story, but do you know Rob Lowe? You know the actor Rob Lowe? Mm-hmm. So he, um, he basically, he put his kids through college and school and they went to Stanford and I think they, I think they graduated with some business degree or some law degree. And he like basically got them a super nice degree in college and just did not want them. He just basically wanted them to do whatever they wanted to do. Hopefully it wasn't acting. When they came home with a degree, they had like their master's degree from Stanford and law and everything. They said uh, mm-hmm. that they want to do acting. And he like basically like broke cool. down. He broke down and he like did not like that at all. And he yeah. pointed out something to himself saying that what does that say about him that he doesn't want his own kids to be an actor? You know what I'm saying? So it was an yeah. interesting thing that he peeled back in himself that I saw where he thought, like, wait, like, I don't even want my kids. Maybe it's maybe he just wanted his kids to be safe or something like that. But I just thought that yeah. was interesting. Do you remember what he said about... um why he didn't want his kids like why he thought he didn't want his kids to be actors probably because of the business the business is so Um, rough and they're they'll chew you up and eat you out over there for sure yeah yeah 
and all this stuff coming out about you know with Harvey Weinstein and all that too. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. So yeah. I also had another question. Do you think it's a Do you think it's a good idea to smoke weed on a podcast? On a podcast, yeah, like with like one of your while, guests or something. Yeah, like or? while you're podcasting. I'm well. This is again an, another difference between how I'm doing it now and how I used to do it. As I'm pretty stoned on 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 a lot. I smoke a fair amount of weed, and so I'm stoned on a lot of tape that I'm recording these days. But do I think it's a good idea? I think it depends what your what the situation is and stuff. But right. um, yeah, I think it's a good idea. It's I good, think right? people get yeah. I think people get kind of like. Uh, funny and innocent, you know, mm-hmm. when they smoke pot, uh, can make it hard to to uh, keep a train of thought. Sometimes I get some, yeah, but, it, it's hard to keep a train of thought. Sometimes I get kind of anxious. I notice. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, like, and then I it can listen be hard back. To keep, keep it all together. Yeah, I listened back to my voice on an interview I did. And I was stoned, and I was like, dang, like, uh-huh. oh man, I I don't know if I should be smoking weed or not smoking weed during this process, but I sure as hell was enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get weed? Do you, does your, does your, cause not only does my voice change a little bit, but I, I notice mm-hmm. it's kind of embarrassing actually. Maybe it's just a product of growing up in California, but when I smoke pot, sometimes I just get this, like the mad chiller bro voice, man. Like, yeah. Just, like, could switch. Like the chill, settle. chill podcast, bro voice. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, I just get really chill. And, like we're just <laughs> hanging out and drag my words and yeah. I don't know. I notice it when I yeah, I notice it. For I sure. can't think. I I feel like I can think, but I can't think so abstract. Like I can't think of outside of the box questions or when I'm stoned, I just it just sometimes it doesn't come out. Yeah. Yeah. Um what what's what's your favorite part of interviewing? Mm. Really, I just enjoy talking to people. So being able to just like just talk to someone, see how they're doing and what their life is like. Um, yeah, yeah. I just like I just like talking to people. I like making content, creating content, and just learning and just putting it out there. Yeah, I'm I'm still getting a handle on this world of 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 creating content. I've been doing it for a while, but I haven't been trying to put myself out there in such a focused way before. I'm trying mm-hmm. to build a social media following. Yep. I just got I just got uh, Twitter has stopped me from um, following anyone for three days or something because I was following too many people and I guess oh, you're not wow. allowed to do that or 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 I had like followed too many in like a short amount of time or something like that. Uh, but Where, I'm trying to I'm doing like what, what was this on? Is what I'm doing. Instagram. This is on Twitter. This is on Twitter. That's on yeah. like every so so basically the hustle I do is that. You can basically follow and unfollow as much as you want. I think it's up to like two hundred people on Instagram. So you you, you just right. gotta kind of just put in the work, like follow and follow, follow and follow. Yeah, it's 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 super tedious, and it's not you know, uh, it's certainly not the only thing that I do. But um, yeah, man, it is. It feels like a hustle, and at the same time, it feels good to just like acknowledge that it's a hustle and just go mm-hmm. for the hustle you know like that that feels good i was kind of like resentful of the hustle i think before i was like i just want to make things and if it's good people will listen to it and that was true to a certain extent but like i can't have as small of an audience as i did for past projects for my my current my new and projects i just can't like right 
No, like it's uh, yeah, no, and it's I I need to find my audience. Yeah. Or else it's just like why am I why am I doing this? You know, yeah. or else it just feels pointless. So, so it's yeah, it's all about that. So you know what I did, man? What's that? I I made um I made some dating app profiles. I'm not really dating okay. right now. Okay. But I just what, I just what threw like. Uh, I did so I, I I'm on Hinge, I'm on Bumble, and I'm on um, OK Cupid. There you go. And I that's yeah, a good trifecta right there. My, no yeah, Tinder. I mean, well, you know, I think I think OK Cupid. Nah, Tinder's garbage, man. Tinder's yeah. garbage. Every, Tinder, half Tinder the people could be on garbage. There, it can be garbage. Half the people on there are like OnlyFans, and the other half are like half the people on there are like OnlyFans, and the other people are like bots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just promoting but, their Instagram. They're all hot, but they're all it's like eighty percent hot chicks. Yeah, yeah, that's the OnlyFans, man. It's the OnlyFans paradise. <sighs> Shout out OnlyFans. <laughs> Shout out OnlyFans. <laughs> but that's, but anyway, that's that's basically why I turned them on is like to like low key market my podcast. I like threw that up pretty close to the top. <laughs> I don't hit. I just max out For my your, likes. I max out my so likes, funny. and I don't I don't message anyone. But people hit me up, and I always respond. I'm super nice. I'm not gonna go on dates with anyone. I don't say that necessarily, but. But I am nice. So you make stuff. so you make a dating profile app for your podcast. Basically, yeah. It does, <laughs> I mean, it's my it's my profile, but that's, that's so why I did genius. it. Genius. It's not, man. I, I do <laughs> so. I'm on this. It probably does. Does I'm it work? Not. I don't think it really does much. No. I. I but it was worth an ex, a little experiment. I'm gonna do it for a little longer. I've been doing that for like a, a couple weeks now, I think. But um, but I haven't, and so I'll give it a little more time. But I certainly so I'm I'm in this little podcast network, Control Shift Pod, and um, I told the head of the network what I was doing. He's he's helping me. He's pretty good at the marketing stuff. He's got like 10k uh, followers on Twitter, and he built up our little Discord server chat room to like a decent size too. Like we got like a few hundred people on there now, which is awesome. But I told him I was like, "Yo, Logan, you like this?" <laughs> I t- I turned on some dating apps for some like low key podcast marketing, and uh, he was really feeling that. He was like, "That's so awesome, funny. man! <laughs> Get it?" Because <laughs> he was like trying that's to teach hilarious. me how to tastefully, which I'm not doing right now. But he was trying to teach me how to like tastefully spam people and stuff, which I wasn't very good at. So I'm not doing that right now. Spam- oh yeah, I get you. Hit him with the hit him with a couple emojis. No, more like really like finding trying to find people who actually. Um, who aren't annoyed because they're actually interested in what I'm sending them, you know? Oh, yeah. So yeah. instead of being like, mm. my, you know, like find, he, we were doing it through Reddit. So finding the right threads, the right subreddits where it's like, oh, I, you know, these people would probably be interested in my podcast because they like this and then trying to message those people. But you're not really allowed to do that either. And um, yeah. You're not allowed to do I that? I mean, you're not, not allowed. It depends on the subreddit. And, but, Oh I'm yeah, telling you, man, this is, this is, they got a different community and Reddit is generally not as friendly with the, with no. the promotion and stuff. No, nah, they're no. not, they're not super about it. You have to usually be like discreet or just yeah. like not obviously promoting yourself, which from my end as a creator, and I don't know, maybe you can relate to this. Um, I find kind of frustrating cause it's like, I'm, I'm, I, you know, a paid advertising on social media doesn't really do much for podcasts from like what I've heard and what no. I've read. no. And it's like I'm just trying to hustle. Like, why? Why doesn't anyone just let me? Just let me hustle, man. I mean, it's obviously, tough. it wouldn't be good if everyone was just getting hella spam. Like, obviously, that would not be good. But dude, still, you just like, ha- I think you just have to say fuck it and just spam them. And and like, cause <laughs> and cause that's kind of that's what I'm doing with my gram. Like, I'm just following. Yeah. I'll just type in hashtag podcast 
go over to the recent tabs and follow, like, and then mm-hmm. comment on every single post, except for the fucking ones yeah. I don't understand. And then just keep going <laughs> and follow, like, comment, fire emoji, dancing emoji, butt emoji, like, 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 follow, 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 listen to my uh, podcast. Yeah, do the same thing. Yeah. Yep. So, and yeah. then, and then I unfollow 10,000 people in one hour. And the, okay, so Instagram doesn't uh, doesn't uh, stop you from doing that though. They it does. Don't, like mute you or t- it, it, it does. does? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Two hundred okay. cap. Two hundred cap. Two hundred cap. Okay, good to know. Yeah, because <laughs> got in trouble with Twitter. Yeah, gotta like, watch him. Man. Wait, gotta so because Instagram doesn't give a shit. Instagram, Instagram will just tell you like, hey, hold up, like, wait, yeah, wait, really wait an hour, wait an hour, and then you can keep yeah, doing they, it. Yeah. They, yeah, they basically they. Uh, I think I got like a three day, three day hold. Twitter said, "Yo, we don't ro- we don't <laughs> roll like that. Stop." <laughs> yeah, oh, and wow. I was like, "Twitter, why are you not respecting my hustle? God damn it!" It's funny because that's literally wow. if you look it up online, that's what the websites tell you to do. Oh. Is like, oh, you just gotta follow hella people. Like, don't even worry about it. But yeah. then you know, if you don't do that, would do that in the right way. You know, well, yeah, and it's like there's, you know, that's fine. That's how you do it, right? That's like generally a common piece of advice that people give you. But then I get, I didn't even realize that that was something that was not allowed. Either just like follow, 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 or like following and then unfollowing people is like you can't do that too much. Which it makes sense why, but then also like not because how the fuck are you supposed to build followers? Like using hashtags and stuff, yeah. But when you're starting from zero. Mm. That shit is really hard to get attention just from stuff that you post. I mean, there's yeah. ways that you do it. I think getting shout outs from other people is like super helpful. Yeah. And um like, like doing what we're people. doing and stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's that's all like a, a great way to do it and stuff too. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, man. And it, and again, like I said, it feels it feels good with this project to like I just got too much time on my hands because I'm still unemployed, but to like yeah, really yeah. sink my teeth into the into the um putting myself out there part of it too, marketing finding my audience it's tough yeah. man so did you um when you were doing work with npr did you do did they teach you how to do anything with podcasts they yeah they more actually what i learned um at klw was more like storytelling stuff not oh. less technical stuff and more like um how to find stories how to do a good interview how to put it together mm-hmm. how to work with the sound engineer don't which say i don't um, like doing don't yeah. say um that kind of stuff which yeah. actually there's different philosophies about that and and radio and podcasting because uh some hosts will very intentionally have a lot of verbal fillers or some verbal fillers because it sounds more natural it sounds more like they're just talking to you and that i i, I try it's funny, like when I'm giving an interview with you right now, I've been okay about it. I definitely notice it, but I use, I, I take out the verbal fillers consciously, like I'll use less. Um, I'm kind of hungover today, so I haven't been as good about it. But, <laughs> no judgment but over here, brother. I'm, but yeah, thanks. But when I'm, when I'm narrating something, I will, I, I will like intentionally like leave some of those verbal fillers in and stuff now. Yeah. Cause I, I don't, I, it's kind of a subjective thing, but I think it sounds more just like conversational and stuff. It sounds natural, like, I think. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, uh, th- yeah. So, what what happened to your thirty eight podcast? What happened there? Um, you know, it was too much of a sandbox. I just it was like really scattered with like 
the different kinds of stories I was doing, which is like what I needed to do at the time. But um, I it it was just time to do something else. And I had actually started another podcast, which is kind of up in the air um, right now, but where I was going to like do an audio time lapse. So I, I was going to like check in with people once every like three, four, five, six months about something going on in their life and kind of do this like time lapse of like where they're at with it. Mm. Uh, I think the most in, the most interesting one I, I, I was doing, which I should really still follow up on, is I was talking with someone who's trying to get out of drug dealing and checking in with them about that. Mm. Um, and then someone who was like trying to find love and someone who's like changing their career and moving away from their hometown for the first time. What but, kind of drugs um, were they selling? All of them. All drugs? All of them. And are you that I'm person? I'm not even, I'm are not you even the, exaggerating. Are you the vessel that's trying to be like, yo... Let's shift gears here, or no? It was it was very much their their idea and stuff. Yeah, they they oh. they wanted to do it, and I just I I just I know them somehow. So um, <laughs> somehow, <laughs> <laughs> so so I was like, uh, yeah, we should we should talk about that. Um, and I really need to follow up on that. I got all caught up with the out of trouble stuff. But to answer your original mm. question, I think that I was wanting a little bit more focused of a project mm. yeah because because the 38 was like all over the place and what was the premise of that show it was like i couldn't even really tell you man it was like fact it was like fact finding <laughs> missions sorry i was washing machine or something but it was like fact finding finding missions audio portraits um mis quote misadventures uh, but yeah, it was, it was all over the place. It was all over the place. I had, I even had like a non, a non narrated episode, which was just like him. None of the others are non narrated, you know, but I have this one that's like 40 or 50 minutes with no narrator, you know? And, um, yeah, uh, it was, it was just, it was time to do something else. I was, did that for like three years. It was wow. Time to, wow. Yeah. Did you, yeah. did you establish a big audience with that one? You know, no. <laughs> I established more. I established more than like uh, a lot of podcasts do, and I know that because I have met a lot of podcasters. But mm. I was probably getting like between two and four hundred downloads an episode or something like nice. that. Nice. That's Which a is, lot. Well, you know, like I'm fine with that. Like I know what kind of downloads other people are getting, and like. I don't know who a lot of those people are who are downloading my podcast, which that means that means the world to me. It's like yeah, people I don't even know are listening to my stuff. Like that's awesome. And like every time I post something, people I don't even know are listening to my stuff. That's huge. You know, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, because that's definitely wider than my circle of people. You know, um, but I definitely like I really want to have a larger audience with this project. Like, how as did you, you get? Hear, how like, did you get such a big audience with your? Uh... With your uh, 38. Most, dude, I didn't do anything. I, so I think, most, I think the most effective marketing thing that I did with the 38, and really one of the only things that I did, was, like I mentioned, I did a lot of street interviews, especially with the earlier episodes. And I would get people's email, and I'd be like, hey, you want me to email you when it comes out? I think that was actually how I, got, I built a lot of my audience. Because I had a Facebook page. I didn't have any social media for it. I would post on it about it on my social media sometimes, on my personal Instagram and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I really didn't do that much. I would, post a, I would post it on certain subreddits. 
I was doing a lot less for that than I am doing for this current project. But I really think that getting the emails of people that I interviewed, just like how, you know, you, you know, if you interview um, someone in like a more formal setting, how you'd be like, oh, let's swap contact info. I'll let you know when it's released. I was doing that with like every street interview I did, you know, so I think yeah. that was actually how. It's kind of like a mailing list a little bit, right? It's like you can get yeah, them to subscribe I, in a way. And and I'm 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 a fucking idiot because I didn't actually make it into a mailing list, which is what I should have done. Uh, and I probably do still have all those emails somewhere. You know what? You just reminded me that I, I might I might I might uh, send a tasteful spam to some people who I've interviewed years ago. Spam them, <laughs> spam them. That's the pod. That's probably the game of the podcast right there. Spam. Yeah, I should actually. I should actually do that. Yeah, yeah. So with your mics, you when you use mics, yeah. do you have a USB mic or a condenser mic? I have. I have. A, I have a. Um, they're all condensers, except for I do have one dynamic mic, and I don't use it. I now I have a field recorder that plugs into my computer, but I don't use. I had. I was using a Blue Yeti for a little while. Yeah, which you classic. might be familiar with. Yeah. Are you is are you using a Blue Yeti? No, 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 no. This is uh this is just an XL MXL, but it's a condenser. Oh, okay. So it runs okay, into sweet. this. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got the Scarlet. Sweet. All yeah, right, very cool. That's pretty much it. But I'm yeah. just doing the. I th I'm kind of a believer with the condenser mics because I took, I did a lot of uh, music, electronic music classes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And so I cool. I really believe in the condenser mic, but I noticed when I was doing a lot of the like looking up the podcast game when I was look, doing a lot of uh, research and stuff, like 99.9% mm -hmm. .9 of people who do podcasts use a USB microphone. I noticed that. Um, I, yeah, you know, and it's cause a lot of people it's, you know, mo most podcasters are hobbyists and USB mics are easier to just kind of like just plug, plug in and, and go. Use. Right? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to get a mixer. You don't have to get the um, audio interface. I am actually I yeah. am a huge advocate for field recorders, um, and and I, I I'm like, uh, I wish that that was more common knowledge, like on podcast tips, tip articles and stuff. Like they all they're always telling yeah. you to get the audio interfaces with the mics or the USB mics for people starting out is like really really common advice. But if you get a field recorder, you can use the mics on the field recorder to record anywhere. Very very high quality sound. And they, if you get like a Zoom or a lot of field recorders, plug right into your, they plug right into your computer, and then you can plug any type of mic microphone, uh, with like an XLR pin into it, which is like vast majority of microphones, mm -hmm. and bam, you don't even need an audio interface or a mixer, and you can also take it on the go, and and I don't know why, like there's certain things that really frustrate me about just like the standard advice for how to make podcasts, and that that's one of them where it's just like. Why does no one advise getting a field recorder? It like opens up all these opportunities, you know, and yeah. it's just as useful as having an, an audio interface, you know. If you were to give um, advice but, to someone who's starting their own podcast right now, what would you tell them? That would be it. I think what's really exciting about podcasting is that um, it's a super creative medium. You can do like anything that you want, right? And I think a lot of people's conception of, of what a podcast is is sort of inspired by folks like Joe Rogan, sort of like talk show and, and interview shows, which are great, but um, it's worth at least considering like other uh, types of shows that you could have. So for example, like where can you take the recorder 
out into the world instead of having like recording in your home. Uh, maybe like started. I've seen I'm seeing a lot of people who are starting fiction storytelling podcasts, like indie podcasters who are doing fiction podcasts, which I think is awesome. One of these other couple of these, the other guys on my podcast network, like one guy has this like tongue in cheek podcast called Michael the Podcast. It's a podcast for Michaels, and the whole thing is just like Michael related skits. I mean, it's like. <laughs> Tell, let's call in and tell a story of someone who's like played you played you out at the grocery store or at a restaurant. He calls it like, well, this is our segment, Taking the Michael. Who, who out there has, has got a story about someone who was taking the Michael this week? You know, and it's like just stories about people who are <laughs> being rude, rude to a Michael out in the world or something. But anyway, and I, I think my biggest piece of advice would, would be to, um, yeah, get a field recorder and... Uh, go out into the world. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I just might yeah, have to take you up on that advice. I, w- I would love that, man. If you do, you should, you should definitely let me know. I would, I yeah. would love that. Yeah, Send me some links and I'll, I'll look at some equipment because there's definitely some people walking around here that I could walk up to and be like, yeah, ask them and, what they're doing. And like, dude, you should try it out because um, there's something like, inherently more interesting about that right where he's like oh i just walked up to this person we had a conversation about this you know i don't know they're like you hear it when you hear it on the boys and girls episode and stuff where it's just like damn what is happening here steve's just walking up to these drunk guys on the beach like what the fuck yeah you, know? and you feel like, like you're yeah, right in the middle yeah. of it yeah yeah and that's like anyone can do that man anyone can do that i really really believe that it is nerve-wracking but like anyone can do that yeah so yeah. that when do you do that in New York? I feel like that would be like the best place to do it, New York City. God, no. So I was in New York a couple of years ago, and I used some some clips on one of the episodes where I'm talking with my mom. But I was not. I was, I was deep into the making of another story, and so not feeling super motivated to go out and do street interviews. And like, I was also intimidated being in New York, um, both from the attitude of like New Yorkers. And just how big everything right. is, which is funny because I live in a city. And no, I didn't really do it there. But I, I wish that I had. And I, that's yeah. one thing that I'd like to do more is, like, talk with people in other places. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in the same way that I talk to people, like, in my hometown and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, New York's intense. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a fun place to do it. It would be, you know, and um, you know, have you ever heard of people in New York? No. They do they do a lot of not audio portraits, but they're like an Instagram account, and they do, they'll they'll do something like that where they interview people in Central Park or just around the city, post a picture of them, and tell a little bit about their story, and they're always like surprisingly intimate, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, yeah. do you prefer San Fran or New York? Um, I don't really know New York well enough to really give like a detailed opinion, but uh, I'm gonna say San Francisco. <laughs> San Fran. I really like San. Yeah, yeah, I really like San Francisco a lot. Um, it's I'm just super familiar with it too. But and hopefully now with uh, the the tech exodus that's happening, uh, it'll become cheaper to live there. So yeah, that's kind up. of exciting. Yeah, uh, I'm actually planning yeah. on going to San Fran here. I think at the end of September, I'm gonna be going to San Fran. Cool. Uh, for what? Uh, just to go party, <laughs> or just to kind of just <laughs> to kind of. What party? What party are you going to, man? You just take me. I want to go to a party. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, I should actually probably hit you up when I go. 
if you want to link up. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be down, man. I'd yeah, down. cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm going to go um, um, probably just to go, just to go. I haven't been, I've never been to San Fran before. So cool. I wanted to travel and do a trip with uh, this girl I'm seeing. So maybe, uh, nice. maybe I could shoot you a text and we could link up. Yeah, we could have like a beer on the beach or something. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah. Uh, my, my friend was telling me about something about drive-in raves. What? Um, yeah, and I, I don't remember if the music was playing through the radio or whether they had speakers, but he huh. said he was going to get me a, a, a ticket to the next one, and I was like, please do that. Please, please do that. <laughs> wow. You know, I, was, yeah. I heard about that. I heard I about that. Out. I don't know. I don't know. I would, I would probably go, but I would just want to get out of the car. Right? Yeah, but I don't uh, And I don't know. I, I, I just miss, I miss going out. And I'm also yeah. tired of being like, uh, you know, and I, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be afraid and that we shouldn't take precautions. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm tired of being afraid. I think also like yeah. going to the East Coast to visit my grandma post-surgery and stuff, like that was a little nerve-wracking. Oh, yeah, shit. Like, so you went, you went all the way to over there. Uh, was that in New York yeah. or just East Coast? Like this, this is, I'm outside of D.C. right now. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. So, so, so that, that was kind of nerve wracking. <laughs> so um, when you went there, have you been, have you been kind of like, um, quarantining and staying safe? No, no, man. No. <laughs> I mean, I, t I took a test last a week ago. So a few days before I left, I took a test and it came back negative. So that, that nice. was helpful. And in general, I'm like pretty safe and stuff, but no, I'm only here for two weeks. So by the time my quarantine was over, I'd be like flying back home. And, yeah, um, that. And uh, but it is it does make me feel awkward though, where I know that the official advice is like a not to travel and b when you do to quarantine, and I'm not really doing either of those things, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. But you know, no one's making me feel think, bad about it. Yeah, I don't think a lot of, <laughs> a lot of people aren't quarantining. That's for sure. I yeah, I've been yeah. in I've been in it every day since the get go because I work in a hospital. I do Damn. I do finances in the ER and I've been in it since like the get go for since day one. So I just yeah. been in it and uh not quarantining not social I wear a mask but I haven't been quarantining. Um I get tested though here and there. I just got tested like yeah. two days ago and came back negative. Well, are you like having because I don't I don't I'm you know I don't have a pod, which I know some people do, but like, mm. I also don't see a lot of people. I don't hang out in large groups like ever, you know. Um, right, like a large group of friends, even, or like just going out. I, I, either way, you know. I think, uh, like, I went up to meet up with a friend the other day. This was also right before I was leaving to see my grandma, but he didn't tell me he was with like six friends, and I was like, oh my god, this is a lot of people. And I told him, I was like, man, you should have told me that there's going to be this many people here. It was also like right before I was flying out to see my grandma. But yeah, I think the largest group of friends that I've been with is like, uh, we play D&D &D on Mondays with the roommates and there's like five of us. So hmm. I, I see them regularly. And, but I think um, it hasn't been so much like a conscious thing. It's just like large gatherings aren't really happening, which right. makes it easier to which makes it easier to follow the rules and stuff, which is cool. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. But, 
but I definitely want to go to a drive and rave, man. I'm ready. Yeah. And actually, no, the, the largest group, what am I saying? The largest groups of people I've been around were for sure at the protests and stuff that have been happening. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's for right. Sure. Protests have been yeah. going on. Yeah, I've been around... I've been around the yeah. protests as well, then the large groups. Um, yeah. I I don't I kind of I want to say I have a large group of friends, but kind of not. They're yeah. like like I have probably have like three close close friends, and the rest of my friends are people I I see and I run into and we keep up with each other and stuff. But I th- I'd say I have three close friends. Yeah. And, yeah. and when you're at the hospital, are you, it sounds like you're doing like backend stuff, like finances and yeah, stuff? Yeah. Or are you, okay. Okay. So yeah. I do financial yeah, counseling. Does that, much. does that like, is that like scary going into the hospital all the time or does it make you kind of just like used to no. it and kind of just like, eh, whatever. You get used to it. It's normal. At yeah. first, I've, yeah. I, I got to say living on my own, I have a lot of privacy over here. I don't have to like interact with my roommates. So... I don't live with my parents or anything and no one was hanging out for a while. So I kind of yeah. was just like, well, I'm, I'm already by myself and I'm just going to work. So it just felt, it just feels, it's been feeling normal for me. It's never really felt too abnormal because I've always had yeah. to work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is definitely the longest period in my life that I've not been working or going to school by far. By far, yeah, for sure. Close. What do you yeah. um? What do you do for work? I wait tables. Right on. In San yeah. Fran, which is yeah, which was um, kind you know, it was good money, and now I'm just like, my restaurant's still open, thank God, and it, I think we'll probably survive, but I, there's not enough shifts for me, mm. um, because we just have outdoor seating, so I can't like really go back without losing all my unemployment, and I wouldn't be making enough money. So yeah, man. Yeah, what a so, what a gray, what a patchy little area, huh? The unemployment yeah, just, and everything. I'm, I'm getting used to the getting used to the uncertainty, man. Uncertainty. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. we should be used to that now. Yeah, we should. Yeah. It's everything is so uncertain right now. It, it's kind of crazy, and the fact that you don't even know when you're going back to work that must. How uh-huh. do you feel like you have more time on your hands? Like, do you feel happy with all this time, or do you so just kind of like? I do, I do, yeah, I do. Okay. Um, yeah, because because like, I have something that I'm really passionate about, and I get to like pursue it. You know, I'm be doing what I would be doing even if I was working. I just have a little bit more time to do it. You know, I usually only work part time anyway, like twenty five, maybe thirty hours a week. So, I'm um, I'm doing this the rest of the time. And hanging out with friends, man. Friends are important. Friends are important. Absolutely. Can't just be working all the time, you know. Yeah, uh-uh. friends are friends are essential. I I, I firmly friends believe are friends are a huge factor for your well being, for sure. Yeah, and I'm 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 grateful now that I have a more solid group of friends around me than I did maybe three or four years ago that I'm like in regular contact with. Because uh, quite frankly, it makes it way easier to be single. <laughs> it's oh, very yeah. hard to be mm-hmm. single if you don't have like the fucking crew around you. You know, yeah. for sure. Yeah, uh, which uh, yeah, don't really want to be like hopping from relationship to relationship, which is kind of my tendency. But with girls yeah. or with friends, with 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 girls. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Girls. Yeah. I feel that. But but yeah, but I'm single right now, and I'm trying to I'm trying to stay that way. 
Mm. Just, you know, just some light chatting on the apps to promote the podcast, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just just to promote the podcast. Nothing yeah, more. Just, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just check nothing out more, the cast. <laughs> Tell me what you think. But, well, you know, <laughs> I don't message anyone first, so, like, I don't get a ton of, I don't talk with a ton of people because, like, women right. all message you first. I mean, Bumble's about that, but even on Bumble, like, it doesn't, yeah. you know, yeah, I don't, I don't get a ton of You'd messages. have to, like, swipe your finger off to get yeah. a good message on Bumble. Yeah, yeah. I get a lot of messages from, like, really dykey-looking girls. I don't really know what that's about, but, like, which I'm okay with. I actually, like, I've, you know, I'm, I've, I've got nothing wrong with, with some short hair, some, Dykes like, are chill. Dykiness. Yeah, sure, man. But I like that style. Have you... I noticed that those apps always ask for like a third. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, like you'll see like the the ones, the profiles where it's a couple looking for a third. Yeah. Is that what you mean? It's like a couple yeah. looking for a third person. It's a quote unquote couple. I really yeah. I have a theory that it's just some dude behind his computer. You know that dude from South Park that's behind his computer? He has like a big ass belly and he's like eating nachos. Yeah, uh, from the World of Warcraft episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I imagine yeah. those thirds, they look like that dude. And he's like <laughs> on the computer just trying to find a third, trying to just jip some dumbass 17-year-old that made a Tinder and then get him to come and, yeah. So I never trusted those thirds. Catfish. Yeah, they're, they're oh. terrible. You know... You know that that you know what that actually makes me think of is is I was talking with my buddy who's who's getting all into QAnon stuff, and I was telling him that like that that's who I think Q is who's like the leader of this cons- online conspiracy theory group right, and apparently it's a, gr- a group of people who say that they're like government insiders releasing government secrets, but I'm fr- I think it's like a modern day Jim Jones type character, and the. Uh, online equivalent of the modern day Jim Jones would be like that that fat dude sitting in front of the computer with like pimples bursting and just yes. like oh yeah the latest government secret you know just some computer person who knows how to hide their identity yeah and like yeah yeah, yeah. they're if you go on Tinder it's like ninety percent catfish slash yes. pedo ass dudes trying to get in DMs I checked out Tinder when I was like deciding which apps I wanted to turn on and. I was like, oh, you're still the same. It's exactly what you just described. Like, yeah, okay. Delete. <laughs> I'm out yeah. of here. Yeah. Tinder, you can get some magic done on that on that site. But honestly, I like Hinge. I know you said you had Hinge, right? Yeah, I got a Hinge too. I'm, I'm using Hinge. Hinge cool. That's Well, actually, I was using Hinge, and I'm talking to the girl I'm talking to now off of Hinge. And okay, cool. I've had nothing but... Uh, I I recommend that that app for sure for anyone out there, and for you. Yeah, Hinge, H- cool. Hinge yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're good. I like how you can like like specific things on someone's profile. Is cool. Yeah, yeah. You can um, like you can like their bio, and then you could send them a message right away. From I don't their know how bio. it is where you are, but where where I am, my my only issue with Hinge, if I was really seriously using it for dating. Is that I I I don't see as much of a variety of people on Hinge. I feel like I feel like it's a lot more working professionals, and I think that might be specific to San Francisco mm. and the Bay Area. Oh, but yeah. I see a lot of people like in tech and finance uh, and other just like <laughs> yeah, working. Just a lot of like 
working professionals a lot right. and that's like for some reason hinge is like that is like all i see um but i like the format of Shit. the app and stuff and all that yeah i don't it's probably different where you are there's la you know you got the la hoes where they're all yeah. kinds of different walks of life of chicks around here yeah san fran yeah. is a demographic a lot more specific with girls no i mean you go on the other apps and it's, and you, you see all different types of people same shit right um yeah and the, i mean the complaint about san francisco is that it's been taken over by tech and the, and like that like <laughs> tech people are lame and blah 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 and i don't completely subscribe to that but there's a lot of truth i mean just depends on the person right like, but mm. um yeah there's right. some right well th there's some valid complaints that are generally true um like that people will just move and live there for a very short time and then leave and not really like care about or respect the place that they're living in you know um a lot it's been a really big thing is tech workers just driving into the city to work and then their office feeds them and then they leave the city and they don't pay taxes here they don't buy a lot of things here but oh. they just come here to work and like take up space you know and so there's there's like several and, and the tech companies there why would they just leave um because maybe they have families it's expensive to live in the city the, their their companies offer them bus it but you know free bus rides in the morning like a shuttle ride that's oh. super convenient so okay that's a big thing so these tech yeah. companies it's so funny i have this like image in my head whenever i think of a tech i just think money like i just think they yeah. have all this money and that they're able they to just afford yeah. all this shit it's they yeah. do right yeah yeah i mean they they bust their employees in they they feed them they try and keep them at the office all day as long as possible and stuff and like yeah i mean the office spaces in the tech community are tight from what i've heard tight <laughs> and as I, in I dated like someone small no tight as in like like there's ping pong like tables sick. and free yoga and hella good food and stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> man. Yeah. What are we doing? Podcasting, man. I know. Right. It's slipping, slipping, but we're gonna have to go uh, um, create the new Tinder. I, yeah, man, I, I don't even know. I could create the new Tinder where, um, men aren't allowed to message first. Ah, uh, damn it. It's already been done. <laughs> no. Damn it. Foiled again. <laughs> I could come up with some crazy shit for a dating app. Yeah, like what? Like, I only date chicks who are into swordfish. <laughs> or it's hyper stuff. specific, some, some yeah, super niche, super something specific. Like, I only date chicks that use Google Chrome. There you go, Android Android users only. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what San Fran's full of, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 a common complaint. There really are all types of people there, and like, I I I I've certainly found my circles there that aren't, you know, people who work in tech. There's all different kinds of people there, um, yeah. but that's like the stereotype for sure. And there's truth to it. Yeah. How is everything uh, with quarantine? Is everyone quarantining? I saw some. I saw the Golden State Park on on Snapchat the other day, and it looked like people are like apart from each other. But it just like an an overhead view. It just looks packed. Is that wait? Which park was that? Uh, that wasn't Dolores. Was it? It was the either the either circles? Dolores. Yeah, yeah, Dolores. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and that one's been had a lot of people. They like draw circles in the grass to help people social distance, and 
and people mm-hmm. in the bay area are pretty good about it as far as yeah. the mask wearing i think and so the staying six feet and stuff people are pretty good about it um even at dolores which can get pretty crowded um and i'm i'm all you know i'm i'm less worried personally being outside and, and people are still pretty good about wearing the masks and staying six feet and stuff it's kind of hard to tell sometimes when you see those photos from above but yeah but yeah i mean the protest people weren't doing the six feet as much but it was a nice at least that i every single person that i saw at those protests were, were wearing a mask every single yeah. one so mm-hmm. that was at least a good that was good that was good, That's good. i know it's like yeah. it's kind of liberal it's pretty it's really liberal over there and uh yeah. which is good um i know that they there's a lot of progress happening over there right now with you guys there we passed the karen act recently so they made what? it a law yeah it's karen with a c and i wish i remembered the oh. acronym but it was a very clever little acronym and they made it a law that if you call the police on someone essentially to harass them or 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 threaten them or um just using the police to bully them you can get in trouble for that if you weren't really calling them because they were calling the police on them because they were doing something illegal but just to harass them 100 you, you can get in trouble for that and that should go now right yeah that yeah. should have been done yeah for yeah sure. it's like common sense right it's like if Absolutely. you call the police for a reason other than like someone's breaking the law or you need their help like Man. don't do that <laughs> Man, please that's that that's a whole other yeah. fucking monster i could i could get into but yeah yeah the police but the pod, luckily this podcasting has kind of given us the the tools to kind of, you know, have our own little medium in this time. Yeah. Yeah. It's certainly been helping me out. I do actually, I have to, I have to get going kind of soon here. Yeah, but, no worries. Uh, yeah, I was actually going to wrap this up right now. Why don't you, do you have any okay. plugs? Do you get, you want to plug anything um, in? Yeah, sure. So um, I, I run a podcast. It's called Out of Trouble. It tells true stories from, from life and my life uh, cut together real conversations in interesting ways um so check that out out of trouble i'm at out of trouble nick uh n-i-k just n-i-k and um is there anything else i have to plug that's it i think that's it right on and then i think you're on the end of the podcast nick is gonna send me something and so for you guys to listen at the end of the podcast right now uh, nick is gonna put some of his content so you for you to listen to kind of like a preview so you could check out his stuff. I recommend his stuff. It's super chill. Um, it only takes mm-hmm. 10 minutes to listen to, and it's very oddly satisfying. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> like check that. out Nick's stuff. All right. Thanks. Do you want me to just send you a, a whole episode or just like a clip from an episode? Whatever whatever works with you. If you want to send me a whole okay. episode, I can probably just like work with that episode. I'll see if I can post the whole thing or just cut it down or something. Okay, yeah. Sounds good. Sounds Sweet. Good. Yeah, I'll think about it. I'll right on. It was a pleasure, oh. man. It was such a pleasure to talk yeah. to you, bro. Yeah, and, good to um, meet you, Wes. Hopefully yeah. we'll catch up uh, in September. Maybe I could hit you up and we could do on the street yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, definitely hit me up. Yeah, maybe we can do some podcast stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Sounds good, bro. It was a pleasure talking Later, to you. Later, Wes. Good right. talking to you, too. Take care. Yeah. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was Nick Harder. Now, we have a preview of Nick's podcast, Out of Trouble, right now this episode is called microphones buenos dias
Hola. Gracias. Welcome to Out of Trouble, a pattern interrupting podcast. I'm Nicholas Harder. Today's episode, microphones, what they mean to me, what they mean to you, what they do to people. It's a very strange thing. Anyway, here I am on Mount Pacaya. It is an active volcano and what you're listening to is chunks of smoking hot rock rolling down the mountain. Smoking meteors yeah. tumbling down. It really does sound like a creek bed. There's this thing I like to do when I get the opportunity, and that's to give someone the recorder and the headphones that I'm using. Because it's sort of like a hearing aid, right? It gives you super hearing, because a microphone can hear better than your my ears can hear. So I give them the headset and the field recorder, and they put them on, they're like, whoa. Can we wait and listen real quick? Yeah, yeah, you wanna check it out? Nice, yeah. yeah. Just point it towards the mountain. It's recording, by the way. I just gave my microphone and headset to our tour guide at Mount Pacaya in Guatemala. Wow, nice. That's cool? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Let's check cool, it out. Right? Yes. It's cool. It sounds really cool. I guarantee you he has never heard his mountain like that before. These are amplified sounds that you're hearing. They're not normally this loud. I'll catch up with you guys. Okay. You want to... Here, you should put these on. You can put these on. Oh god. And then if it works. Burr, 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 burr. And then point it at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll turn it up for you too. Point it at things. Point it at me. Oh. <laughs> that is point. so weird. Yeah, it's oh. like amplifies things. I hate the sound of my own voice. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's funny. Can you so you can like hear yourself while you're talking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that not weird? Um no, I'm pretty used to it. I feel like I'm talking in a bubble. Yeah. I'm like in an in an astronaut. It is weird to hear your own voice like that for the first time, and um, I can't remember this guy's name, but I'm at Hippie Hill on 420. I'm just laughing at literally my own sound right now. Oh my goodness. I'm in uh, Nick's world now. It's really cool. It reminds me when... uh, when I did the podcast, I mean the the podcast radio show in uh, at the group home, you know, we are live and direct in San Francisco, California, on the district of the mission. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, chameleon! You come and go, you come and go. <laughs> no. Wow, this is interesting. I don't know if you remember the first time you heard your own voice. I definitely remember the first time I heard mine. I was probably 13 or 14 and I heard it on a voicemail. And my first thought was, is that really me? And my second thought was, damn, my voice is low. Carla, life is crazy right now. Where are you? I think I have a girlfriend. I just went to a riot. It was fucking nuts. 
you know, we always sound different in our own heads. And I don't know if this is related, but I've always been surprised by what people are willing to share with me, being a stranger with a microphone. So when I was just getting into, you know, sexy stuff, understanding it, I was six, six, six or seven, I know, whatever, but... <laughs> I mean, it makes sense on one level because I'm like a low-risk confidant, right? Like, who cares if... I'm judging them, or if we are judging them, I mean, how many of you could there possibly be? I wouldn't say I date them. I fuck them. Totally you know, left, right, up, down, in between, taken, given, whatever you want to call it. Right. On the other hand, it does seem a little reckless, I think. Right. Of course, I did, I did catch a nasty case of syphilis from one of them. I don't know exactly <laughs> which one it was. If you pick the wrong pamper, and it has a urine, and you have glove, and when you flip the, the dark can over, the pamper comes out with all the items inside, so you have to clean that out. Pamper's a diaper, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, oh man. Mm -hmm. And then uh, that, um, that urine is very strong, so your glove is not gonna last that long. It, it, it deteriorates. Um, uh, deteriorates? It, yes, oh, but yeah. if you have two, you got no problem at all. You could still become a dishwasher. Gotcha. I'm talking to Joaquin, who works organizing recycling, but I'm talking to him and gathering that he does a lot of just like looking through trash. What's one of the weirdest things you've ever found whilst whilst organizing the recycling? Uh, white dust. <laughs> white dust? <laughs> <laughs> On campus? Mm, that's bad. That's really funny talking into this furry... The furball? Furry thing. Have you never seen any of my microphones before? I've been to your studio. Or the the the, 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 the radio yeah, station. Yeah, but like my microphones, like this. Obviously guy. not. This, I mean, this is my wouldn't this one. be this the first microphone you would show me? This is a, this See, is a shotgun microphone. Are you kidding? They all, like, that looks like some type of crazy dildo. That's amazing. I love mm. it. <laughs> I love this microphone too. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was Out of Trouble, a podcast hosted by Nick Harder. You can get that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, I have a jam I did with my old bandmates, and it's pretty chill. It was pretty much on the spot. I had it on my phone, and I said, hey, let me release this. I'm sitting on it. So, ladies and gentlemen, put your feet up, chill, relax, and this is The Music Triangle.
thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to The Moon's a Triangle. Now, I have an episode coming out every Monday, and I appreciate you guys so much for being listeners. Mwah. Much love to my followers, and I just want to give a big shout-out to you guys. also want to give a big shout-out to Jason Snow and to Aaron Silva for letting me use their photography on the post. I really appreciate you guys so much for letting me do that. Um, so stay tuned every Monday for an episode of The Moon's a Triangle.